Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. Tonight we have a fantastic guest and Megan Walsh is familiar to the platform here. Um, we're gonna be going over some really uh, awesome things tonight. And before we get to the show, I'd like to recognize several of our sponsors, My Pillow and Mike Lindell, a guy that's really putting his, his livelihood, his life on the line to fight for this republic. And if you go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CPNN, you can get up to 66% off your purchase. And last but not least, I'd like to recognize the late, great Dr. Zelenko. We had a pleasure to have him on here and share his knowledge. A guy that really fought to save lives during the pandemic. If you go to ZStackLife.com, you'll see a lot of great things that he left us. And if you go to ZStackLife.com and use promo code CPN, you'll get 5% off your purchase. And last but not least, Megan, thank you for joining us again. Oh, your, your mic's muted, Megan. Sorry, Mike. Um, I just wanted to say thanks for having me on. I love coming on and I'm I'm just really encouraged that more and more people are starting to uh, realize what's going on here with our children and, and really uh, wanting to know more and, and getting involved. So we're this is awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. And that's so true. You know, each day I'm starting to learn, you know, because there's people that they're like, nobody's waking up and this, that and the other. And um just from firsthand experience you know the black community has been so programmed and lied to and i'm seeing a really 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 big awakening happening i was just with my grandmother's birthday dinner tonight which she's in her 80s mm -hmm. and uh, i had to be present and i was talking with Absolutely. my cousin and megan my mind was blown like, yeah. listen, my, oh my God, I don't want to get in two deaths. I'll, I'll definitely private message you, but I, I really couldn't believe, I was like, on my way home, I, I even told my wife, I said, I can't believe it. I was like, this is awesome. And I even told oh, my cousin, man. I was like, I can't wait to get to my group and, and tell them, like, it's just crazy, Megan, just like you said, people are waking up. I mean, we even start. I, with my aunts, my African-American aunts, I'm talking about what happens to the kids. And my cousin was like, yep. And yep. she started telling her mother, my, my, my aunt, and my aunt's looking like, whoa, it's amazing. Yeah. People are, God is really touching a lot of people. You're 100% correct about that. Oh man, Mike, that gives me chills. It really gives me chills. And, you know, I have to admit first and foremost that I have definitely had my moments in this. We all have, you know, in our own ways and in our own lives, you know, been touched with hardship over these past years. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, to really be seeing a turn for people really to start realizing the narratives that we've been given and fed and the scripts and the cliches and the slogans and, you know, all of it. 
uh, to really be realizing it and seeing people realizing it has, is really a beautiful thing. I mean, it's really, you know, I've had, like I said, my moments of, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I could do this anymore or, you know, no one's realizing. But even within the fight for our children, you know, there have been people, I, I say this nonstop, you know, I was in this fight against the corruption and really protecting our children against uh, child protective services and family court within our country before my children were ever taken and uh you know to really see people start digging and and being affected by it and realizing it is just a really cool thing because there have been people in this fight for decades decades and decades and to be at this point now where so many people are starting to see things from a different perspective um and to see how far you know certain things have really gotten in our country um and whether they're okay with that or not is is really a, an amazing incredible thing to witness you know absolutely you know the more people that starts to awaken it makes our jobs a lot easier and and i know you are heavily involved with activism to help some of these families and, and those kids and i can just imagine with the more people that are awakening to that information, it's got to be making your job a little bit easier, huh? I mean, definitely, Mike. Um, the thing about this cause is that we need everybody. We need the people. And, and this is our responsibility. These are our children. You know, if we want... Uh, a say in things, we have to take control and we have to stand up in the right way in truth and grace. And, um, you know, when more people are realizing and joining this fight, not just the traumatized parents that are, you know, desperately fighting for their children and praying for, you know, the people around to start realizing, you know, before it happens to them or to help the people in need already. You know, this is this is where this needs to be going there. As I've always said from the beginning, Mike, you know, there's better ways to address these issues that are affecting our society and most specifically our nuclear family. Family, um, which really is the you still there, Megan? I think your mic might have went out. Hey, JW, did her mic go off for you as well? Yes, I can't. I couldn't hear. Her. After, yeah, she cut off. Megan, you may want to go out and come back in to see if that fixes it. There she is. Your mic's muted, Megan. How's this, guys? I'm back. Can you hear me? Perfect. Okay. Sorry, we've had uh, storms off and on in Florida down here, so the past couple days have been 
weird with internet, with Wi-Fi. Uh, no, but I was just saying, you know, we need everybody. This is a cause that's going to take everyone. It affects everyone in, in one way or another. And we really just need to be educating. We have the science now. We have the statistics. We have the testimonies, countless testimonies. And we have children that are a aging out now and coming forward who are, are really bright children, wonderful new perspectives and really speaking out saying, you know, this is this is what I've been through and this is what this system does. It's it's killing parents and children every day across this country. And uh, we really need to put our foot down. So I'm very honored to be able to, you know, have great people behind me. Uh, you know, I could not do this without God and his direction and guidance guidance. Uh, and so, you know, I, I feel honored to be here, but it's great to be able to educate people that are now starting to realize, you know, we need to be looking at this system. Wow, this is our tax dollars. We care about everything under the sun, uh, you know, and we discuss it every day. Uh, but, you know, we say that our children are, are what matter and we're really ignoring the uh, the fundamental and, and the truths behind what happens to our children in our country. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I know as I've been sharing the flyer and, and the write-up that we had, there's been a lot of members and also an admin that was asking about the NCMEC. Can, can you go in that and explain that a little bit? Yeah. Um, I want to give a shout out to Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Love you, girl. Hey, um, girl. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I love you. Um, NCMEC is uh, the acronym for the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, this is our country's authority, if you will, on everything children's rights um, and child protection. Uh, my family actually uh, was part of founding that. It was originally the Adam Walsh Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, and then, you know, grew, obviously, to become the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. They also have a sister organization uh, in Europe that uses the Hague and goes through the Hague. If people are familiar with that, that's the courts over in Europe. Uh, they are also complicit in injuring families and children horrifically. Um, but the International Center for Missing and Exploited Children was created after uh, the National Center here in America. And uh, and that is, you know, they work in conjunction the the issues you know here with the national center we're looking at these child organizations uh who the players are and we've found a lot of questions coming up this is something that i was asking my family about personally prior to the removal of my children uh and the assault on my life so i was asking uh and being approached by other mothers and individuals in the community since i was out you know, as an advocate and holding events and, and uh, awareness rallies and different things like that in the community. So I started being approached during COVID uh, about different indiscrepancies with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. As I said, they are treated in America as the authority over our children, over the protection of children. Um, they are connected and affiliated with Amber Alert, uh, the Adam Walsh Act, uh, the, the, uh, National Sex Offender Registry, Code Adam. Um, 
Megan's law. There's there's a lot of things that they've done over the, you know, 30 plus, 35 plus years that they have been an organization. The issue here is that they are actually not a government agency that's given this authority over our missing children and our child's issue, children's issues, excuse me. Um, but they're actually a nonprofit. So they are not, they're an NGO that is given over $40 million a year of our taxpayer money. And they also uh, receive over 20 million uh, roughly in private don- donations. Uh, Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg being the number one donor um, from the private sector for National Center for Missing Exploited Children at $1 million a year. Um, so they have, as many people know, they have the databases, they have the hotline, they have the uh, age progression, uh, all these different things that have been implemented, uh, you know, under the premise that this is for our protection, this is for children. Um, again, in the name, it says missing and exploited. So missing and exploited children is what they're supposed to be dealing with here. Somehow they've gotten to a level where they're almost like a monopoly on our children's rights. It's looking like they've got control over uh, adoptions through forms. They've got control of, again, the databases. National Center for Missing Exploited Children has the world's largest child porn uh, database and servers, who has uh, oversight over that, who has access to that. And and these are kind of, I'm, I'm bringing up a couple different points here because these are questions that we need to be asking. This is accountability. This is oversight. And this is the bigger theme of what's going on uh, within our government and what we're realizing, what we've allowed and, and the authority that we've given over us. So these things really need to be questioned. And as I mentioned before, I had been approached by many different people, mothers, concerned citizens, people that had issues themselves with, you know, pedophiles or child predators uh, to their own children. And they started calling, you know, saying, I called the hotline, I made a report, I called back, you know, someone was approaching my daughter on Facebook and, you know, her volleyball team or, you know, something like that. And, uh, and I called back weeks later to check on the report and was told that they couldn't find the report. Uh, they didn't know where, ironically, it was missing. Is that is that the irony of the center? Um, but reports were going missing. Um, you know, again, the, the databases and most importantly, the affiliations uh, between companies that are involved with the National Center, as well as board members and donors. Uh, you know, especially within number one being Les Wexner uh, is also a donor from the private sector, which those who are familiar with Epstein, Les Wexner um, was the funder or gave his power of attorney to Epstein, uh, which enabled him to, you know, start pursuing his endeavors, if you will, to put it, keep it lightly. Um and so he donated to the National Center through L Brands. We have uh, recently, if you go to Mike Pack, the Hollywood Reporter, uh, on Twitter, as well as Rescue the Fosters, uh, they have been posting um, images from the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, as well as the emails that I uncovered through my research uh, regarding the affiliations between Hunter and the National Center, Hunter and those involved 
involved with the National Center and uh, him being awarded, actually, by the National Center in honor of Bo Biden, uh, who at the time was his late brother. That was in 2016. So there's some stuff we've been doing over on uh, on Twitter over there recently. I, I believe it was yesterday. Uh, Mike put that stuff up uh, to kind of start asking questions. So in a very long-winded answer, Mike, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children is our country's authority over the protection of children, the safety of children. And uh, when we have been digging deeper over the last three to four years, there are many questions that the National Center needs to come forward and answer. We want to know about who is their oversight, who has authority over them, and and making sure that they are complying. Uh, There's been many things that I break down on other interviews, uh, such as the controversy with Backpage. Uh, If people remember, Backpage was a a huge lawsuit and, and was a huge platform that was enabling First of all, was putting up, obviously, and allowing, um, you know, prostitution to occur, but then started to have issues with, um, you know, child exploitation and, and worse. Uh, so that became an issue with their relationship and and some deeper things. I mean, that would be a whole other show. And I've done many people can look on BitChute and Rumble and YouTube uh, for our, our deeper dives on on the National Center. And that's something that we'll be talking about more in the future. Wow. Mind-blowing stuff here. You know, with this new Congress, like, you guys should try to really get in reach with one of them to um, shed shed some light on this stuff. And, and, you know, I believe that, you know, if they're serving the greater good and there's a form of corruption going on, then um, they need to tell the American people because... The kids are important, and we can't. That's one area where we can't be having corruption. Um, so, right. Could you tell me? Because I know you guys are really going hard with um, the activism for saving the kids and helping the kids. Mm-hmm. Have you been seeing any good outcomes lately? Is is there any positive things that has you know appeared? what you guys been doing yeah yeah i mean it's been incredible actually i think that everyone needs to understand and know that you know there are you know these we've got all this hype lately and cliche terms but you know we really do have an army that has been working you know under all under the cloak of all of these issues across our country right now and and that we're fed every day in the news or on our social media platforms, you know, there, there are many, many, there are thousands of us uh, across this country that have been working behind the scenes night and day to, you know, from research to, like you said, uh, reaching out to congressional uh, possibilities or politicians, um, reaching out to media and trying to get this in the mainstream media, which is getting closer by the second. Um, they're they're going like literally they're being forced to have to talk about it coming up soon. Uh, there's there's no way that they will be able to avoid this much longer. 
Um, so, you know, we, we literally have amazing, good, good people, not only adult, you know, parents that have been through this or families of people that have been through this and, and are, and are currently going through it, but also amazing patriots, amazing, good people that really, you know, again, have, are great at researching, are great at filing FOIAs, are great at, you know, uh, whatever networks that they have and connections to, you know, lawyers or um, administrators, you know, this has just been absolutely an incredible uh, thing to be a part of, I have to say. I've, I've been honored uh, to be a part of this, even despite, you know, what it has done to my life and the terror that I have experienced for the past two years. But I know that I'm far from alone and we are doing great, great things. But again, we need uh, the people. We need the people. This is happening in every county, every community. Uh, and, you know, tonight I'd, I'd really like to take an opportunity for those that are, you know, interested and and would like, you know, they're go-getters. I know there's go-getters out there. There's mothers in every community. There's great fathers in every community. And they're saying, wow, you know, this is happening in my community. I I can take two seconds to go online and I can research my county uh, CPS, uh, you know, who are the attorneys involved uh, with that? Who are the contracted nonprofits or uh, businesses locally that they use? Uh, who is on the administration and what connections do they have within my community? Um, who are the pharmacies? Are they helping or do they have contracts with any of the local foster care homes? Um, you know, there's so many easy ways ways that you can literally get online um, and find the racket that is within your own community. And that way, then you can start spreading the awareness and the truth that this is where the corruption is. The system is taking our children and they are trafficking them. At this point, over 77% of removals are unfounded. You know, these are professional tra traffickers. They make billions of dollars a year off of our children, and they have perfected a system in our face. They've even brainwashed us with, oh, it's the best interest of the children, or, oh, there must be more to the story, or the parents must have done something. And unfortunately, very unfortunately and terrifyingly, that is not the case at this point. You know, we have 80, the National Center for Missing Exploited Children and the FBI uh, themselves uh, quote that, and this is only the reported number, that 88 to 92 percent of child trafficking comes from the national, I mean, excuse me, from the foster care system. So what is the National Center? You know, for me, this is where they can join. If you are going to be quoting that and you are the authority, then what are you doing about it? Where are your legislative efforts? You all, you're the ones that are getting our $40 million a year and more. You know, where, where is all this data going? You know, we have issues within CPS that, you know, this is the culmination. It has started, if you actually research or care about history or anything, this goes back to Nazi Germany. Yes, I said it. This goes to Dr. Kinsey. It goes to taking uh, foster children and placing them with pedophiles as an experiment. This goes to NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Lovers Association, and the pedophiles that do believe in the ideology that this is the 
the way that children should be raised, that they should be introduced to sexuality and sexual acts with adults from a young age. And actually the way that our society chooses to raise children is actually ruining them. Um, so we, that's something that we really need to understand in, in another uh, in another top discussion, but we have to be looking at these things that have then, like you said, with the African American population, really starting to understand. I think for them, abortion has really been uh, a a real hitter, you know, for them. This is this is a very real place that we are, and they're really realizing the Margaret Sanger, uh, the Planned Parenthood issues, and and more. Um, so that then has moved into Margaret Sanger. And then we go into Hillary Clinton, you know, with her takes a village, another cliche that we've been fed and we all have no problem, you know, singing off of our tongues and not really realizing what the implications of that are. It does not take a village um, to raise a child. It takes a good loving family that is supported by their community. You know, I totally agree. And I think it's important that the truth gets out on what aborted uh, babies are being used for to shed light to some of these young people that are being misinformed. And don't get me wrong, they, they've, you know, a woman that gets raped and um, wants to make a decision, that should be up to um, there should be certain things in place, but I think if the world knew on what really goes on, um, they'll have a different outset and an outlook on that whole uh, realm of things. They, you know, they don't even really know what's really going on in that whole oh, area. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and that again goes to show, you know, there there's a macro to things and there's a micro to things, right? And abortion is a micro of the macro, which is, you know, media and what, you know, has how we've allowed that to influence us, how we've allowed them to not have to, you know, necessarily tell truths. You know, we see it as narratives spins. I grew up in media. I grew up in politics. I grew up in Hollywood. Um, you know, to really watch, people have to understand that the media and and all of that is for ratings. That's how they make their money. So, you know, we hear... For me, it's about getting to the root of issues on a bigger level so that we can, you know, all of the little issues that come from that can be nullified, right? So if we start realizing how the media does dramatize things, weaponize things, manipulate things, even down to the abortion issue... Uh, you know, the whole thing is about now children are going to be able to be raped and they're going to have to have these children and all that. That's not exactly accurate either. You know, it's it's this radicalization that we're seeing about issues uh, in America today is very detrimental to us. We need to really ground issues and really address them fundamentally. So for me, you know, I'm here about CPS. I'm here about, you know, protecting children that are here. I personally, as a Christian, uh, do very clearly see how it is murder. Um, I can repent and, and be honest, uh, you know, to everyone here that before, you know, I was pro-choice. I 
definitely, you know, did not see it as murder. I uh, now that I do, it's very wild to actually observe how that brainwashing has worked and how the the narratives and the phrases and the perspectives that are shoved down uh, essentially the propaganda from whatever's being sold. Right. Uh, you know, trickles down and really does uh, work on us. And, and we're experiencing that right now. But. I think that, again, just to have people really looking at these different issues, having these conversations, you know, our children are the one thing that should not divide us. It's the one thing that should bring us together. This this issue with CPS and child trafficking is in our faces. It's something that we all can do something about. We could end child trafficking in a matter of days if we actually all just got together and demanded it and said how we don't know how we got to this place. You've you've you know gotten us to have fathers out of the home. You've gotten women to go work to to be you know to to consider themselves equal. And now our children are being raised by the state. This is exactly where they wanted things to be. This is exactly Hillary Clinton and her gang's uh, plan. And that's how you know they can start removing children from birth, which they're already doing in med in medical kidnapping. So they're making up issues. They're falsifying documents. We all know, I think many of us are realizing that our courts and our justice system is lawless at this point. Um, and especially within CPS and family court, they do not abide by the constitution. They do not uh, abide by due process. Um, and, you know, perjury is allowed. It's it's absolutely overlooked. These caseworkers are falsifying documents. They are trained and groomed to do this. Uh, even even the people within the system that are charged and paid, excuse me, to take children from one location to the other are called transporters within the system. Well, in human trafficking, adults that take children from one place to the other are called transporters as well. So we need to really start looking at when you are paying, you know, a person to take children against their will or their consent or their knowledge to another place where you are collecting money, that is the definition of trafficking. Okay, and also children's children have rights in this country as well. We talk all about children's rights, protection of children, but it's all adults with their own egos and their own ideas. And at this point, CPS is a social experiment. This whole trans is a social experiment on children. The CPS system and the way we should raise children or handle them is a social experiment. And for us in America, it's becoming more subjective by the day. Children are supposed to be removed based on if there are crimes of abuse and neglect. Now children are being taken over, you know, a different perspective, over homeschooling versus they're not in public school, over whether you gave them the vaccine or not, uh, how parents are choosing where you used to have a right to discuss with your provider you know, what options you had for treatment for your child and what your rights were to choose that option. Now doctors will threaten. We had a woman, actually an African-American couple, uh, just two days ago, uh, all over the news. This is happening as we speak right now on this, you know, on Telegram here. But they had their child taken 
just days old, their their precious daughter. And uh, because she decided to have a home birth with a midwife, the baby was born with jaundice, which the many, many children are. And uh, they didn't take the child to the hospital uh, like the, the pediatrician had advised. Instead, they went and consulted with their midwife, which I've had four all-natural births, and I've used midwives for all of them. And we know that sunlight, breast milk, you know, these wonderful natural ways to rid your baby of jaundice and are very effective with no uh, risk whatsoever. So, you know, these are the things that we're facing is a difference of opinion, a difference of perspective. And now, especially through what my father is doing uh, with with my situation and, and behind closed doors, he is literally setting precedent, um, you know, to have children be able to be taken under any potential uh, deemed, any potential adverse events deemed. So if we hear potential and deemed, that should be terrifying to every adult that cares about children in this country. And that's where we're headed. Right now, people, most people don't know in America that a native, the Native American uh, population in America is actually looking at in under three months, uh, there there will be voting as to whether they will have the rights to their children or not. That's over 9.7 million uh, parents in the country. Yes. Yes. And they will be voting. There are people in our, our politicians that are sitting, having discussions, breaking down budgets, figuring out strategies and what they will do with all these children. And we know that that starts one place. We allow that to happen to our people. Then this is what then comes down and trickles down into each and every home in our country. Wow, that's mind blowing. <clears throat> I didn't hear that. Wow. <laughs> So Megan, can you tell me how is the CPS down there in uh, Florida? Is, is DeSantis uh, having the protection of the people down there with CPS or is it rampant down there as well? You know, Mike, uh, Florida's third for trafficking in our country. And um, DeSantis, unfortunately, he comes out and, you know, me being a resident of Florida, I've seen the, you know, the the media DeSantis and I've seen the, you know, boots on the ground reality in Florida DeSantis, if you will. And unfortunately, you know, he comes out and he says, I'm going to fight the cabal and all this crazy stuff uh, and I'm going to end trafficking. But, you know, Mike, he just gave over 20 million dollars to his state's child trafficking system. Um, wow. He and his wife are coming out with Mamas for DeSantis and whole campaigns to, again, groom. This is grooming, just like we see with the trans, uh, you know, issue going on and them grooming children, grooming parents. All of this, the system grooms the good people that want to be social workers, that want to help children. It grooms them, gets them in the system and abuses and destroys them. And then they are sent to go then groom good people in the community that want to provide a home to children in need or good foster parents. They are groomed. And we are now taking 
our money, when the American people can barely buy bread and pay for gas to get to work, our government is taking our taxpayer money to steal our children and hand them to strangers, which at this point, for the most part, are their abusers or pedophiles or traffickers, and take them and pay those people to then raise our children and take care of our children. And no part of this is the ask of the children being put through this taken into account. This should make people livid and disgusted and terrified. These children are being taken. We know that the amount of brain damage that is caused when there is a removal from a primary caregiver or environment. We know that the best place for a child and the best interest is in the biological home and actually not even 50-50 custody. Um, We have the studies behind that. So this is not about how we feel as moms or dads or how we, you know, whether we like our ex or not. This is about getting to a place where we need to shut up with our issues as adults and we need to actually ante up, learn what co-parenting is, learn how to have uh, relationships with the person that we decide to have a child with to keep the courts and the justice system and our government out of what is sacred in our lives. Our children and our families are sacred. We, uh, The government and CPS and all this is a system. That is polar opposites by definition. A system will only have, it only cares about, you know, the product, the uh, check marks, you know, all of this. That is cattle. That's how we get to that place where people say we are treated like cattle. Our children are literally being treated like cattle. Children are being removed for subjective issues or hearsay. You could be mad at your neighbor and you can call and have their children removed at this point. And they are eager to do it. Our government is eager and wonderful to do it. They make millions of dollars off of every child that they take, especially if they can adopt them out. Every child that's reported from the hospital, every newborn that's taken is approximately $800 to the person or the hospital that reports that. And when you remove a newborn from its mother, that is attempted murder. The likelihood of that child even dying and that newborn dying is increased significantly. And these are realities that we have to get real about. Yeah, you said that very well, because there's a lot of young people out there that, you know, um, they make a decision and they have a child and them themselves, their brain is not fully developed. And uh, just educating them, letting them know, you know, um, like my father, (laughs) when I got my wife at the time pregnant, he called me up and he says, Hey, um, congratulations. He's like, you know, don't, don't, don't be down on yourself or feeling the type of way. He says, you know, you, you're playing baseball now. He says, so now it's just time to step up to the plate and take care mm-hmm. of your kid and, and be in your kid's life. And that was one of the most important phone calls. Uh, yeah. Because I was a young person. I mean, my brain wasn't fully developed they say your brain is not like fully developed Mm -hmm. until you hit like 28 29 years old and Mm -hmm. I definitely needed that phone call so what you said it it really it really hit me because um I think it's very important to educate the young people young girls and young boys and, and letting them know hey you know once you step up to the plate you know you guys keep 
a parenting relationship. If, if it doesn't work mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. between the two of you, do not allow anger to get the government in your business or you both can get to a point of not seeing a kid. And that, that was mm-hmm. awesome. And that was fire, Megan. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I, I know that, you know, we all have emotions. These are difficult situations. There's heartbreak, there's abuse, you know, very different things. But, you know, you you just said a great testimony to something, you know, having that call from your father and, and hearing those words is actually an incredible testimony to the necessity uh, and the importance of family. And that's what we're ignoring here. We're focusing on children. We're focusing on adults. We're doing all of this. But if parents are co-parenting and there's issues there, you need to stop and say to yourself, is this issue about me or her or is this about our child? And it should be a very simple thing. I know it's something to practice. It's a muscle that'll have to be, you know, trained and strengthened. But like anything, you know, that's that's a great place to shift to. And when we have a system... Our child protective services truly is a, what they're addressing are adult issues. You know, we're punishing children. When your children are taken in by CPS, they become wards of the state. They are technically incarcerated. You know, the parents are out free trying to fight for their children and being terrorized and guilty until proven innocent. But, you know, the children are the ones put in foster homes in a stranger's home, transported by people around that are strangers, saying they're there to protect them from their own parents. You know, this is horrific trauma. This is not the way to handle this whatsoever, and especially when money is being made on it. If these are adult issues that children are suffering from, like substance abuse, financial struggle, domestic violence, then our money needs to be going towards services and supporting those adults because we care about adults as well. We care about our neighbor, right? Love thy neighbor as thyself. And we have so many adults that are hurting in our country right now. You know, we have so many people and that's what we are supposed to be here for. We're supposed to help each other and we're supposed to come together to protect our children. And we are all missing the boat on that. Like truly, truly, truly. We've been programmed to, you know, a narcissistic society. We've been programmed to suffering and we don't, we need to break that. We have the power to make positive change, to have wonderful communities that support each other have wonderful services by provided by people that truly care and have integrity and don't mind oversight, don't mind accountability. You know, if we're taking our money and we're putting it into services for the adults and services into ensuring that children can stay in their primary environments and that their primary environments are improving and are safe and are wonderful, then that's only us growing as a society. You know, now we're stripping and we're compartmentalizing and we're breaking things apart. And that is not going to produce anything good. It is producing broken children that we are seeing shooting each other now, having severe substance abuse and mental health is on the rise. And this is all created by us allowing this this to to occur. This is breaking us. And it's heartbreaking in itself to know that there are so many better ways if we can just all start educating and caring. Yeah, 100%. We have to put our heads together and find some solutions because the kids are very important. I mean, I remember when I was a kid and my mom was going somewhere or going out and 
had me uh, being babysit, I felt scared. Like, my mom's leaving. You know, I was real, real little. And Mm -hmm. for a kid to be wrapped from their parents, even say a situation of, say, even your kids with your parents, Mm -hmm. it's not like being with your mother you know the smell of your mother's scent. You were in your yeah. mother's stomach. There's a different type of bond, you know? So I totally right. agree. And I think people need to get their heads together and just come up with some solutions and, and just conquer the situation the best that we can. I agree. Well, and we're, and we're creating, you know, you bring up that point, which is probably the one of the most important points to this, Mike, is that, you know, children are always, this is the issue. We are creating broken children through doing this. You know, the way that we are handling this is breaking these children. It creates disassociation. It splits these children because you can adopt children. You can put them in the biggest mansion. You can put them, give them everything they want, but they are always going to want to know where they came from. They are always going to want to know who their biological mother and father are. You know, this is, this is not, this is a very, very deep and uh, heart centered issue um, that has very deep consequences. What we are doing now to children is affecting them for their entire lives. You know, this is this is a very situ- serious situation. This does go back to MK Ultra. This does go back to breaking children. This does go back to you know creating a weakened society. And I think that you know we have let it go far enough. You know, between our men and our women and where we are now, I think we really just need to start grounding in this and really looking at our children and the generations that are our future. You know, everyone wants to talk about climate and all this different stuff. And our children are our future. Our children are the root of our society. Our children are the root of everything from God and under God. So if we aren't taking care of that, we really are jerks for expecting anything else to be reasonable or rational or even good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I couldn't say it any better and it's it's so true you know and that's why i've had many parents on here that was dealing with cps issues and i mean oh boy there's a couple times where i was in tears while i was muted and just hearing how they just ripped those kids out of their hands for no reason um this is something that kidnapping Our government is is. kidnapping our children, okay? Our government is kidnapping our children with our taxpayer dollars so they can keep saying they need our taxpayer dollars. They are creating, it is Hegelian dialect, problem, reaction, solution. And we are allowing this and to continue with our children being the pawns and the ones used and the, the source for this racket, for this profit. And it is it is absolutely wretched. It's happening in so many ways. But CPS is literally in front of us. It is us that allow it. It is us that fund it. And they are the ones coming after us and our children. So we need to really look at that. And, you know, Mike, I love that you always are focused like I am on what we can do. What what can we do? What solutions can we come up with? So I mentioned this a little bit ago, and I kind of briefly went through it. 
Um, but I really want to let people know that are listening. Again, I'm going to reiterate this for people that are listening and want to do something within their community. If you feel this urge, you hear what's going on with our system, with our children, and you feel that passion in your heart that I need to do something in my community because this is our duty as Americans. You know, we're asking questions. We're asking for oversight. We're asking for you to answer where we're seeing issues or we, we have concerns as the people and that is their duty okay so if people would like to get involved in their communities again you can go and do simple google searches of your counties dcf cps it's it's called different things which should be very concerning to people uh depending on what state or what area you're in so look up your county's cps office who their attorneys are, who their investigators are, who their staff is, okay? Also, who their board is, who the administrators are. Because what's happening now, like I said, is the lower levels are being groomed to take our children, and the executives do not care. The thing that people don't realize with CPS is that they have quotas now at this point. They have quotas for funding, and each uh, worker is, uh, you know, is mandated to a quota. So if they don't reach that quota, obviously they get a talking to. The administrators are upset that they haven't reached their quota for their children to get the money. So, and each service that a child needs or an adult parent needs is money for these people, okay? It's all contracted. So once you locate your county's CPS division and, and office, then you're going to look at who they contract out to. So they'll have community uh, nonprofits, local community nonprofits that they will contract out, which is the issue here. This is supposed to be the government's oversight, the government handling these cases. But they have too many cases because they're greedy and because they want that money. So they've now taken too many kids to handle the case plans and the amount that they have out. So they start hiring and contracting local businesses and nonprofits. So the nonprofits will handle the case plans. You can look them up. It'll be a, you know, such and such for children or communities for children, you know, things of this sort they're called. And you can look at who are the case managers. So these are the people that then actually oversee the cases that are ordered by the courts. And they are charged with reunification. So they're supposed to be working with the parents on top of them, positive, um, providing resources, making calls, doing all of this. And what we're seeing across the board is that they do nothing. They actually, again, falsify the documents. They um, create excuse me, distractions and uh, they won't answer or they'll drag uh, approvals on. They'll say, oh, we need the department to approve this and then that'll take two weeks. You know, there's delaying tactics. It's built into the system at this point. So if you go look up who handles the case plans, then you can see what case managers are actually doing the dirty work of delaying these cases, uh, falsifying documents and things to uh, basically run out the clock, if you will. You have 12 to 16 months to complete a case plan, which is another concern because we're now taking children from parents, affecting these families, and we are deciding the future of these children in 12 to 16 months, okay? And um, 
and and on top of trauma to the family and the children that's going on. So, um, you know, this these are issues. So look up where you're, you know, who's handling the case plans for your, your county's CPS. Um, and then from there, those those that business or nonprofit has then contracted with CPS to different pediatricians, different hospitals, different psychiatric um, practices or psychologists, behavioral health uh, companies and different things like that. So you can r- literally find out who they are in your community and you will see that these people, you know, we all have in small towns and communities, you know, the families that they're all in law enforcement or this family really loves, you know, children, they're on the school board, they're on the county commission, you know, there's always connections. Uh, This is about who you know, not what you know. This is a racket. So start looking up and doing the research simply in in your county and then start questioning this, you know, start saying we're looking at the funding, looking at their budgets, look at their return rates, their rate of reunification, how many reunifications happen after a removal, because those percentages will be drastically lower than if they weren't removed at all. You know, there's there's I'm just trying to give an idea and throw things out that people can be looking at to find their local racket. Um, it's the judges, it's guardian ad litems, it's the local uh, community centers handling the case plans, and it is your local CPS office and um, and department. So um, for those that are interested, please start there. You'll start finding it. From there, you start spreading awareness. You know, you know people in your community. You know like-minded people. Um, I just put up, a, I just released about a week ago or two a Shopify shop for awareness gear. I think it's really cool, um, uh, you know, and, and a great way for people to, you know, get a t-shirt, wear it around on the weekend, wear it to, you know, the grocery store. And this is a great way to start a conversation with people. People will ask you about your shirt. What do you mean child predator services? What do you mean child pedophile services? You know, that's what we're really working with here. And we're not here to be yelling at people or shaming people or anything. We're here in grace and truth to educate people so that we can all come together to do what's right. That's funny because I was talking about that earlier. (laughs) I was talking about (laughs) something very similar. And thanks for sharing all that information because I got inboxed earlier on a member that asked what could they do and they're about an hour away from me so i'll definitely be sending us there's this recording oh yeah anyone anyone in florida please reach out to mike he will you know give me your information um if you're in florida please let me know um also you can go follow rescue the fosters on tiktok on twitter uh that was started by uh sylvia beachy and uh, KK, who's actually an ex-foster youth, uh, now an amazing young woman speaking out and, and there for, you know, we have a huge population in America that were adopted and are actually realizing, Mike, that they were taken from their loving families. Yeah. This is serious, yeah. you know, This and there's only going to be more and more of them. So, you know, this is something, but please, everyone go follow them over there. Um, the shop I did is Megan uh, Dash or hyphen uh, Designs. 
uh, I'm sorry, hang on. Megan Walsh Designs with hyphens. Megan hyphen Walsh hyphen designs dot my Shopify dot com. Uh, you can go there again. This is a great fun way. You pick up a t-shirt, you support what we're doing and you get to wear it around and start educating and actually do something in really simple ways. This is again, fundamental. It's not some crazy, we need everyone to go do this or show up at that and be crazy. This is something that we need people being steady and solid in this because it's happening in every community in every state. So if we have people starting to research and realizing, then reaching out and informing their communities, uh, getting involved. Another step from there, after you've kind of gotten your support in your community or you've started getting people to realize, then what you do is you go introduce yourself to your sheriff. You say, hi, you know, I'm so-and-so. I'm a member of your community. And, you know, a big passion for me is the protection of children. I wanted to let you know that, I, you know, I'll be getting involved in the, the commission. I'll be attending meetings. I'll be, you know, I'll be around. And I just really wanted to make that introduction because we're all here for, you know, the same reason. Then you find your local uh, dependency court. So there, there will be a dependency court in your district, in your county, and you go on to their site or you call the clerk and you ask for the dependency judge's Zoom link and you become a court watcher. You inform the clerk, you know, I'm so-and-so. I would like to be court watching the dependency cases in this county. Uh, can you please provide me with the Zoom link? And you start doing that. You know, if you have a day off or you have an hour at lunch, find out when the hearings are, usually in the morning hours, are more of the hearings, but you go on and you publicly start watching. There is no oversight. They are doing this in kangaroo courts behind closed doors. There is no jury of your peers. There is no due process. As I said before, there is no constitution. You know, perjury is allowed. Um, so you, we, we want the community. I had at one point, I believe, over 20, 25, 30 court watchers in my hearings. And from there, you go start watching and seeing what the judges doing, what these attorneys are doing, what their arguments are, and you'll be astounded. Um, if you feel even more moved from there, then you can actually write an affidavit. Uh, you write down, you know, the names of the parties involved on that case. You write down what you witnessed or what concerned you about the hearing and you submit it and file it with the clerk. Um, and that starts to create a record on these judges, on these attorneys, on these guardian ad litems. Um, and that's really how we have huge power over this. Um, and then we can start, you know, you know, from there you would start getting involved nationally and, and statewide. And, and, you know, we've had, we have more than enough people ready to help and, you know, in any way that we possibly can. Yeah, that was some really, really awesome information you just dropped. There is one thing I'd like to go over before we go into Q&A, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. So <clears throat> we see how they run rapid with CPS and, and the trafficking of kids. Now, we're seeing an issue, and this has been brought up in some of the hearings. Uh, those hearings in, in D.C. have been awesome. They have brought, brought yeah. up the trafficking of the Biden administration. Do you yeah. think they're trafficking these kids because there's more light being shed on CPS or those kids are just not trackable? 
um, I think that, I, I think that they've been trafficking kids this entire time, but now we're starting to realize it. I think that um, as as Comer points out, you know, one of the issues with the laptop and with the Biden family is their dealings and their business dealings having to do with human trafficking. And I don't think that, you know, for one example, let's take the border that we have right now. Right. Everyone's familiar with what's going on at the border. If people actually saw videos that are out there and images and all of this of the children drugged and, uh, you know, being trafficked and laying in the dirt at the border they would not be able to sleep at night they wouldn't not they wouldn't be able to do their daily life without doing something about this so what's happening for example with the biden administration allowing this border crisis not only are children being brought through by traffickers but then the traffickers are coming through and getting over through immigration they're being given work visas while they wait for their their trial dates for their hearings and that allows them to then apply to take in children so then they're taking in children now when you're a trafficker you care about the product you don't care that you're necessarily getting the same children back you care about the number right you care about you know, other things. You don't really care about what you're getting as long as you have product to sell. So we are giving them back to their traffickers. Thank you. We are giving the children they're coming across the border drugged up and trafficked back to their traffickers. You can also go online and pay, I believe, $600 or so to quote unquote sponsor a child where these children are then brought over the border and given basically your contact information and you have full, you know, carte blanche of this child that you just sponsored. Um, you know, the, this is many issues that they know are going on, but they profit from it. So they're not going to stop it. This is not just about the Bidens. They are an example and they are, you know, this is the way that God brings this to the forefront. But if you notice what politician is speaking about this, you know, even the National Center for Missing Exploited Children. What are you doing about the quoted 88 to 92 percent statistic of child trafficking coming from the foster care system? That is your own statistic. So what are you doing about it? Politicians, you know, that's another thing that the, you as the community can do is write or call. Email always creates legal documents. So I always recommend email, but e email and call your representatives, your county commissioners, everything and say, you know, as a concerned citizen, I would like to simply reach out to hear your take on the government child trafficking via CPS. And I also would like to know what you plan or are doing about this. You know, I am one in a community of many that we want to take action about this and we want to address these issues. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing all that. And I want to really put out there that there's a protection for whistleblowers. So if there's any whistleblowers out there that really has been wanting to come forward and wanting to get right with God and feeling like that's the right thing to do. There is a protection out there for you guys. And if you're listening to this, you know, we can use all hands on deck to make sure that Absolutely. these kids can get back with their parents or they can get into a real God-loving uh, home with God-loving individuals rather than people that have nefarious ideas. And, exactly. Uh, Megan, it's always a pleasure and an honor. And uh, we can get into Q&A um, 
how how long do you have? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I do want to say something to what you said. I mean, Mike, you have brought up so many just to the point, uh, you know, aspects of this. And, you know, we have always asked, I am, I am first and foremost to always advocate for if you are an attorney, if you are a guard, were or are a guardian ad litem, if you are a case manager, um, were or are currently, you know, please come forward. Like, like you said, Mike, you know, there has to be a God moment in this. And, you know, there, these people are, are trafficking children. They are professional traffickers. And whether they realize it or not, that moment is coming. And that moment is hitting many of them as we speak. We're seeing police, we're seeing caseworkers, we're seeing politicians or administrators arrested every day now for being a child predator, I guess I'll put it that way, of some sort, right? Whether it's child porn on your computer or, you know, soliciting minors or, you know, any of that. So anyone that is in the uh, system currently or has a history with it and experience with it, we, you are the ones that we really need. You know, we have the children coming forward. We have parents coming forward and we have many whistleblowers coming forward, actually rescue the fosters and Sylvia Beachy that I just mentioned. She was a case manager, caseworker, and uh, she is one that has come forward greatly and is determined to change the system. And it has just been such an incredible thing to watch her grow, watch her, you know, victories and, you know, really be in a good place, knowing that what she's doing is what she had originally set out to do and is truly protecting children at this point. So, you know, we have, uh, Mike, you mentioned the whistleblowing protections. I have an amazing you know, team behind me uh, that we have ways also if you don't want to give your identity, if you are afraid uh, for safety or anything like that, that we have ways that we can also get your information out. We can get your testimony out and you can still make a difference. So please also know that. Absolutely. And like I said, Megan, it's always a pleasure and an honor to have you on here. And um, how about how much time do we have with you for Q&A? Oh, I can do, you know, 20 minutes or so. I can, I can do it. Awesome. Tonight, yeah. Florida's own Kelly will be doing Q&A. And Kelly, it's all yours. And thanks, Maggie. Thank you, Mike. God bless you, bud. What's up, girl? Oh, my gosh. What's what I up? Before I get, get in the Q&A, I resonate with everything, but this is a little lighthearted, but I'm the girl. I wear all these like patriotic and all these like shirts out mm-hmm. there. I'm mm-hmm. definitely getting a shirt because I'm with you what your message is about. It's so simple. And I was just, I'm the one, I was just saying that to Mike and some people. Like I wore it this week. I'm on spring break. And Woo-hoo! I wear it just to start a spring, just to start a conversation. You know what I mean? Like, yes. So, yeah, um, can you put that on the wall somehow or give it to Mike and he can put it on the wall so people can, like, save it and order it? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I did, you know, I am allergic to drama. You know, this is a very simple issue. That's how I get crazy and itchy is when, you know, we want all this drama in it. And this is very straightforward. Uh, many people that know my past and my story know that I, I was originally a fashion designer. So this has been a really cool way to kind of, you know, get back to the old me, but not in the crazy Hollywood realm, you know, do it my way, but more so again for the community. My point here is that I did very simple. We'll be expanding the store, but I did very awesome, just graphic, straightforward uh, designs for people to wear. You can wear it with your jeans, you know, on the weekend, you can wear it with a pair of jean shorts and your hat, you know, just a really cool way that's fun because this is such a serious issue and such a heavy topic for people that really, if we can keep it simple, we keep it graceful and to the point. And I think it's just like you said, I, I really appreciate that because I put some, you know, I even put kids tees on there. I put options that the whole family could get a t-shirt and, and wear that out and represent that, you know, we are here for families. We are here for children and we know what this is, you know? Oh, definitely. I'm going to get a couple. I'm not kidding. Because like I said, I, I do that every so often. I have to be in the right kind of mood. But then if I'm oh, like, yeah. screw the world, yeah, I'll win. Yeah. But, uh, my yeah, my I favorite, I don't I don't have it on the shop, but my favorite t-shirt that I was given from by somebody is kill your local pedophile. So I wear that around and it really weeds them out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't no, hold I'm up your time. So let me get to some questions because I know we got some people waiting. Um, bear with us, you guys. I have the names written down. Like I've been writing them down so I go down the correct order. But um, we will get to the questions, what we can, and we apologize ahead of time if we don't get to you. So thank you again. The first person up is Tara Hill, and second is Jennifer Taylor. So let me find your names. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Take, give me a second. And admins, if you're on, if you don't mind looking for Tara Hill and Jennifer Taylor. Jennifer Taylor's unmuted. Go ahead. I don't see um, Tara Hill, and I'll keep looking. And then after Jennifer Hill, I mean, Taylor is Yomis. So Jennifer Taylor and then Yomis. Jennifer Taylor, if you're new to the Telegram chat, that middle blue microphone button is blue. If you press that, it unmutes your microphone. All right, we can just move on to the next, Kelly. Yeah, I'm looking for Yamas. I don't see Yamas. And then if I don't see Yamas, I'm going to Sheila H. Sheila I'm H. Here. Oh, there's Yamas. Uh -huh. I apologize. Go ahead, Yamas. You okay? That's fine. I, I really am I'm blown away by Megan's info. I'm not sure if I've ever heard her before, but uh, I reside in Florida. And uh, my daughter with her boyfriend, had two children. And the first one is a boy, and he's about almost two years old. Um, he's been in foster care. We've met the foster parent in court. 
She's decent. But see, they were on fentanyl when they when she had the babies, and they took mm -hmm. both babies. She has a probably a nine month old girl, and um, I don't I don't know what to do about it. You know, she now she is currently in jail. My daughter's in jail. She's totally clean now. She wants to totally change her life. She, when she gets out, we go to court, to dependency court. And mm -hmm. I don't know how to handle the situation. I, I need Megan's uh, site again to get more information and start doing something about uh, what's been going on because I want these children back. And um, yeah. I've talked to a few people, but they won't talk to the grandparents. You don't have any rights or something. Yeah, in Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, no rights. Uh, uh, some Lutheran services guy called and won't answer the phone. And a lot of times her caseworker just wouldn't answer the phone. Right. But it's hard to get her. She'd go on vacation, this, yep. and it wasn't convenient, and this wasn't convenient. And they made my daughter look like the, the, the irresponsible one. Yeah. And it just... And my daughter would say, I called her and I called her. She didn't answer. We got to go. Yeah. And it, it was, and I thought maybe my daughter's irresponsible, but when it kept happening, I'm going, something's wrong here. Something's really yeah. wrong. So if you yeah. could give me, you said Megan Walsh, what dash Megan dash um, Walsh. That you know what, Yomas, I will give you my email, actually, so that you can just directly email me. Okay, okay. honey? It, it's yes. um, It's Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N-J, um, as in John. Right. Walsh. Walsh, W-A-L-S-H. Right. Consulting. So Megan J. Walsh Consulting at gmail.com. So if anyone's in Florida or anyone wants more specific information, uh, you know, that is my, my direct personal email. I am inundated okay. every day. So please, you know, give me a little bit of time to get back. But, uh, Yomas, please, please get in, please email me there, honey, and I will help you. Um, you know, this is, you have exemplified exactly what is going on. Uh, you said it perfectly. It's very hard to describe to others uh, what they do. And that is, I mentioned this earlier um, on, on this call tonight uh, regarding the caseworkers and how they really do not work the plan. They don't answer the phone. They delay things. They, oh, oops, sorry. Um, and everything's okay and cute on their end, but they literally demonize parents okay they are grooming yeah. the foster parents they're giving them community closets here's the incentives you can have to take this child i mean they are grooming foster parents foster parents are doing this also when they want to adopt children because this is the fast track okay so people are doing it for this reason as well so like you said, they will lock up the parent. They will destroy the parent. They usually do the most to the parent that they know is the protective parent, the one that will change their life, the one that will fight for the child, the one that does have a family that will take the child. They will attack that parent 
more than the abuser. That is exactly what, or the, the other parent that will, you know, continue to use drugs that they can attack and say, look at this person. He didn't, or she didn't do this. Now we need to take this child, you know? So it's a very, very backwards, uh, you know, as Kelly said, it's actually very simple. If you take what should be and you flip it upside down, that is what is going on. So um, we need to literally flip this system upside down. And, you know, what you also described there of your daughter uh, wanting to do better and change her life. You know, we all have past. We all have crap. And I am so sick of everyone in this uh, system, in this, uh, you know, child protection issue, acting like we don't all have issues, like we all haven't messed up in some way or form, way, shape or form. And when we have parents that want to do better, that are realizing that's what I was talking about earlier, those services should be going, the funding should be going towards supporting your daughter to get on her feet, to get out of jail, to, you know, get her child back. Uh, as you said in Florida, there aren't grandparents' rights. Um, and, you know, that's a debatable, you know, that could be a whole, you know, uh, topic to talk about in itself. But um, there's good and bad sides to that. But what Florida does have and what most states all have is kinship placement. So there is a requirement by law. Um, also under the Sunshine Act and Family First, that kinship placement is what should be uh, determined first. It should be the only priority first, and foster care is a last resort. So you guys really need to, again, this isn't legal advice, of course, but you need to uh, connect with me. I will be able to put you in touch with advocates. She needs to get an advocate. And we have many advocates across this country. If people really are passionate about this, you can also become an advocate. And that provides oversight. So if your daughter's going through this and you guys are in the position that you're in, you can have an advocate come on and ha provide that oversight uh, for you know the dependency department that does does not have that by the government, which it should. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, We're gonna yeah, be makes sense. Thank you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, we'll be Thank praying you so for you guys. We'll be praying for you guys and I'll look for your email, you must. God bless you, honey. It's a it's a real thing. And, you know, that's the, the Biden crime family, you know, bringing the fentanyl over. And it's it's you know, this is part of it as well. You know. Oh, definitely. We're going to go back to Jennifer Taylor and then Sheila, you're after Jennifer Taylor. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. Can you hear me? Hi. Hi. I'm so hi, glad that I, I got the opportunity. Um, I had to go run and pick my kid up from 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 work. My daughter was working, so um, hello. I just I want to say hello. Um, I've been following Megan for for a while now on on Twitter. Um, you know, and I use my name because when I looked it up, there's 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 thousands of Jennifer Taylors, and I'm you know really don't care about my anonymity at this point because you know I'm actually not anonymous because I I'm you know when you don't see me on there, it's because I'm offending off these these demons in my personal life um the, the way i got in, um kind of involved in this was and i won't get too much into it but the state of new york they they killed my mom um you know this family court they also take adults 
Um, and, yeah. you know, those Guardian people. Yeah, yeah. And I really like, oh, I mean, again, against her will, where she was able to say, no, yeah. I don't want to be taken. Um, oh, yeah. And they also, I mean, they did kill her. Um, uh, they wanted her to, um, she, when she was in my care, she was doing really well. And um, they said they wanted to, she had multiple sclerosis, but uh, they wanted to um, amputate, uh, do a double above the knee amputation. So I said, I want a second opinion. They wouldn't do it. So I'd somehow on a Friday afternoon for 400 bucks, I got an ambulance down to uh, Columbia Presbyterian, which is the top, th- the third best hospital in the United States for vascular surgery. And they said they couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. They said she's not even infected. Right. And yeah. I had searched out yeah. these doctors because they do something where they release the time. And I did, you know, hours of research. And when I looked at the doctor, he looked me in the eye and I, I wish I had a body cam. But uh, he said, well, it's up yeah. to the lawyers now. And then they forced her into the home and had her dead in three months. And I actually paid a lawyer to help facilitate this only to find out later that um, he was on the board of he was adult protective yeah. services. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, what a, the you know, the lawyers that, that, are not, that's a great point. I don't want to interrupt, mm-hmm. but I'm going no, to right no. there because everyone needs to hear that the lawyers are in the racket. They take an oath oh, to yeah. the bar, not to us. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I even went to, like, their management and had to sit down and thought I was doing something, uh, you know. Yeah. And it was hard, you know, and they take advantage because the reason my father was a primary caregiver and um, he died, you know, and, and that's how yeah. they, they got in there, you know, they got in and were able to, oh, uh, you know, essentially They're, kidnap yeah, her. They will take everything. Yeah, yeah they, they do. And it was so funny. And my, my father, who's a retired police officer, um, very interesting. Yeah. Because he, 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 I don't think he could last in that job because he was way too honest and, uh, you know, yeah. quick little side note you know he was the type of man that he joked around so much we used to get kind of annoyed as kids because we didn't know if he was kidding but every once <laughs> in a while probably about once a month he would look at us dead serious and say you know there are people that worship satan and and everyone's yeah. every everyone was a pedophile me and my sister would roll our eyes like oh he's a pedophile and you know and i don't know you know he maybe didn't want to yeah. tell me too much you know, so anyway, you know, going down this, you know, this trail and learning everything that always, you know, kind of, kind of stuck out. Um, I, I wanted to just touch on a couple of things. I well, wait, took a real quick, notes. real quick, Jennifer, the, yeah. the whole, uh, the whole everyone's a pedophile thing. I think right. that that's a big thing, you know, because people right now want to say, oh, that sounds so crazy. Oh, everyone's yeah. a pedophile. But yeah. what I, I, I and I touched on this earlier, actually, and what people aren't realizing is, yes, from our perspective, that is crazy, you know, like, oh, everyone's a pedophile. But when it is your ideology and your way of life, it is not you don't see it as everyone is a pedophile. You think it's normalized. You think this is the way things should be, just like we have religions, right, and different religions and what people think God is. You know, these people aren't seeing it as pedophiles everywhere, so we can laugh it off. But yes, there this is this is pedophilia and that is stemming from Satanism and Lucifer worship actually, which is Pan or Baphomet and that brings in the trans uh, issues with kids today that we're seeing. So thank you for, for mentioning that. I wanted to take a moment to to address that. Okay, did you have a question, Jennifer Taylor? Oh, Jennifer? Jennifer, your mic's muted. 
Okay. Wow, Hello. what a great testimony. Yeah. Um, no, well, I just wanted to touch on, we were talking about what these people do, right? So I recently just yeah. had them in my life. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's so funny and I got nervous and I knew what to do and what not to do. And of course I didn't, but, but I did think I handled it pretty well. I have to say the one difference is now is that I don't fear these people. And I, and I know I'm so strong in my belief that I'm a good parent. I'm actually a great parent. Um, you know, everyone mm-hmm. has their days that, um, yeah. and I, you know, I don't let it, um, but for just a little, so, um, you know, they've criminalized, um, childhood. Okay. Um, it, it, now the expectation is perfection defined by them. And, um, in other words, with the technology, right. When we, my generation, you know, I'm, I'm 49. When we left the house, we left the house. Now, I guess, because you can track somebody, that's the expectation, right? So my kid, she snuck out, right. And, um, and, uh, she got, you know, uh, caught some place she wasn't supposed to be. Let's just say that. Right. And, um, yeah. and as soon as they decided, hey, I'll tell you, it was a school, it was a public school, somebody else's school because yeah. I homeschool. And, um, you know, as soon as they said, we're not going to, um, press charges, I said, yeah, of course you're not. Cause you're going to call CPS. Right. So mm-hmm. the next day they call me. Right. And, um, oh my you know, yeah. I had made some comments, um, to kind of engage the situation, like the officer, um, very creepy vibe. I'm him. I won't get into it. I, I looked up. Well, he's actually, he's actually, um, very involved. There's the New York. I didn't know this has something called the association of New York courts, um, for a juvenile, mm-hmm. uh, youth courts, you know, oh, and yeah. it's basically, yeah. it's like a farm system for prison, you know? Yeah. And, um, Je- so Jennifer, yes. um, if you can take down Megan's email and go over some of that stuff, it would be great. If you do have a question, if you can ask. Oh, no, no, no. I, have... Like I said, I really just want to say, long story short, I had made a comment about getting a camera. I have no intention of getting a camera. And you know, the social worker said, ask me if I got one. And I said, well, I said, yeah. And she said, well, like, where did you aim it? Where'd you put it? I said, oh, where the kids can't see it. You know, I, I need people need to know that this is happening in their country, yeah. their free country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, it, I mean, it, that is uh, Jennifer, so I think that your point, I think I think a big point that you're making here for the people that are listening mm-hmm. is that this is a playbook. Like once yes. you know their system and their playbook, how they do it, you will see that it happens in every <laughs> single situation in one form or another. Yeah, it's um, thought police. It's thought police. It, you have to is. agree. Oh, what do they want to know? What my opinion is of high school? Uh, the, 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 you know, and I'm like, in my opinion is, I, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it has any value. But you can't, you know, you say that to them, and then you're a target. You, you know. Um, yeah. just, oh, yeah. it really is, it's disgusting and, and it needs to, it needs to end all of it. But, um, yeah. And, I think, have... and I think that that's, uh, that's the point here, uh, again, for the listeners is that this is getting subjective. This system was supposed to be put in place for criminal, uh, situations of child abuse or neglect. You know, we have, uh, you know, again, that's a, that's another night. We have, you know, issues within our criminal justice system, uh, at, you know, in present day, but the point here is that we have a criminal justice system for a reason. People will get due process. People will have a a trial by jury. You know, these things that they will get afforded. At this point, uh, criminals have more rights and more um, protections in place than these families and parents. So I think that that's a a great point that came out of that. And and please, Jennifer, also email me. Um, Again, that's MeganJWalshConsulting at gmail.com. And thank you so much, honey. 
guardianship fraud is one of the biggest uh, things as well that I do talk about. And um, this is the most vulnerable of our society, our children and our elderly. And through adoption and guardianship slash conservatorship fraud, this is how uh, our government is taking advantage of our most vulnerable. Thank you, Megan. Do you have time for a few more? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go, guys. Oh, thank you, girl. Next is Sheila H. And then John uh, Matthew. God bless you, Jennifer. (laughs) Sheila, do you have a question? Sheila H. If you hit the blue button in the middle of Telegram, it will um you um you can speak that way. Okay, we'll go back to you, John Matthew. You're up, John Matthew. Hey, Mike, Kelly, JW. Thank you guys for doing you and supporting the and supplying the platform for everybody to get on Megan God bless you for armoring up and and being the the voice for so many out there that feel like they don't have one so I appreciate you in in every way shape and form um Thank so you, John. you know one thing I, I do want to say um coming from a place of of you know personally being targeted and attacked um in this way you know that we have to remember these these are administrative agencies. So if, if anybody out there is is feeling you know pressured or bullied, um, it, it it's important not to mimic that. Okay, uh, you you don't harass and follow and interrogate and and do as they do, um, because this is about the children. Hands down, end of story. Uh, they're the ones that have to live a life. Um, two, three, four times longer than some of us or grandparents, so on and so forth. So, you know, mm-hmm. think of them and, and, and really remember what this is about. And, uh, you know, instead of harassing those uh, who are really going through a great deal of loss. But uh, aside from that, you know, I, I do want to add also that, you know, being administrative agents, we get, we get wrapped up in a lot of times of this federal takeover, right? This, this government hierarchy, um, when our rights have been there the entire time. And it's important for us to speak up and just say no. Uh, that that two-letter yeah. word is so powerful. And because of the, you know, conglomerate takeover, the, the media indoctrination, you know, the school indoctrination, I mean, we have this you know, follow the leader, be a good sheeple mentality where we we forgot who we were. And it's so important that the ones we are protecting the most are suffering the worst. So yeah. they become the fine print. We can't pass that over. We can't look over the things that are right in front of our face. Say, no, I do not consent. What is a GAL? What does guardian at litem mean? What language is that? I speak English, plain and simple English. I don't speak Latin. You know, these are things that until somebody says it, we don't think about it sometimes. So I wanted to just speak up and say that because 
our, our voice is more powerful than we can ever imagine. And, and Megan, once again, God bless you. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, we're all survivors in this, you know, local level uh, really does bring forth national uh, change. So we can make a difference, um, you know, and, and I'm here to do whatever I can in my imperfect uh, way and in everyday shape and form that I possibly can. I'd love to uh, possibly at some point, you know, uh, team up, we, you know, we're, we're doing local advocacy as well as counseling to help support others that we're really trying to launch, uh, just more of awareness and, and really shed light on this because it, the jurisdictional, uh, stronghold is, is so ridiculous and out of control. So thank you. Uh, I really didn't have a question. I just wanted to, uh, you know, give my gratitude. Thank you for all you do. Oh, John, gosh, God bless you. Truly. I'm, I have chills. Um, I can't thank you enough for your testimony and what you just offered to our listeners tonight is so invaluable and so grounded. Um, you know, and, and this is really a space that I hope that we can all get to in this, you know, this is really a, a, a beautiful purpose for as horrific as of a situation issue as it is. Um, but we're here now, you know, it, it's like a wound. It's already happened. Um, we need to heal it now. And really saying no and not consenting uh, is the first place to start. And and I really, you know, my heart goes out to you. Please, again, uh, like I said to you, know, Moss and Jennifer, please, John, take my email down. It's Megan with an H, M-E-G-H-A-N, J Walsh Consulting at gmail.com. Uh, please send me information about the effort that you're doing, where you're located, um, and ways that, that we can help you, please, and support you. Um, you know, like you said, in our imperfect ways, we're all here to do what we can, and, and that's what it's going to take. No one, you know, we talked about Satanists earlier and all this kind of stuff. The whole perfect thing, you guys, like, let's let it go. You know, so much gets lifted off of our shoulders once we do, and there's such a beauty there's such beauty and, and just godliness when people can come together and, and really just say, hey, we've all got crap. Let's come together and really do what matters and, and focus on what matters. And that is our children and our future. Um, they are our future. So I just really, you know, that was so heartfelt, John. And I, I really thank you for that. Thank you. All right. And everyone take this nicely, but um, please keep in mind that we have a lot of people that want to talk to Megan. So keep your questions short and precise or comments. I get it that you want to say hi, but we have a lot of people that want to speak. The next person is, I guess, SG Anon supporter and Trish K. If I don't see Trish K, Blackbird 62. So SG Anon and Trish K. Everyone go support SG and on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes, Miss Megan, I, I just want to say thank you for coming on tonight. And a name you pointed out earlier as uh, giving support financially uh, to, like, the Center for Missing and Exploited Children pop mm -hmm. just hit me like a hammer because I had shared a article on it that came up today I saw and it was posted yesterday uh, by Radar Online oh. um, and it's Les Wexner 
And ah. According to this, uh, the representatives from the U.S. Virgin Islands are trying to serve him with uh, subpoenas because Woo! they want to talk about him, to him about his dealings with uh, Jeffrey Epstein back in the day. And yeah. report, uh, reportedly, he's using his uh, bodyguards to keep the process servers at bay. Oh, I love that. You just made my night. Thank you so much. I, uh, you know, I think that that's really important. And a lot of people, you know, this is the Virgin Islands. It's Bahamas, Haiti, all of it. If you look at a map, it's all right there in, in connection. Um, I also don't think that people really realize that uh, Ohio, with the with the train derailment, that is Les Wexner's stomping grounds. You know, that's where he's from. That's where his racket and his support is. Um, so it was, it's it's a very uh, telling situation up there, um, and a lot of distraction going on uh, as as we just hear. So I'm going to definitely uh, look into that. Thank you. Radar, you said? Yeah, Radar Online. I just reposted it to the bottom of the page so everybody could look at okay. it real quick. So, but thank you. Yeah, everyone look at everyone. Oh, gosh. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you so much. And everyone go look into that, please. Les Wexner. Again, that's L Brands. He's connected to um, Peter Nygaard, who was Victoria's Secret and all of that in the Bahamas. Um, as well as, you know, people don't understand that, you know, this isn't just Les Wexner. There's a founder of the National Center as well as the International Center uh, by the name of Jeff Coons. And Jeff Coons is actually, um, you know, in the country, if you look him up, he's the most notorious and well-known pop artist um, in our country. He's had his Chrome Rabbit was sold for $91.1 million dollars making him the highest paid living artist um, on one piece of artwork. And the significance here, uh, if people look into Jeff Koons, is his background um, as far as being an accused pedophile by his ex-wife, uh, stealing his child back using the Hague that I brought up earlier, and then going and, fi- and founding the Coons Family Foundation. So there's the Bo Biden Foundation, there's the Coons Foundation, there's the National Center for Missing Exploited Children. This is also a playbook. So making these foundations, that's also where the money laundering comes in. So um, thank you again for bringing that up. I hope people look into Jeff Coons as well. You will be absolutely horrified. Um, I have actually done the exposures uh, from the the Hunter Biden laptop of the relationships between Harvey Weinstein, Jeff Coons, uh, Gagosian, Larry Gagosian, who owns a gallery where the artists that he represents create uh, life-size figurines of hybrid children. Um, and that is shipped around the world, as well as Jeff Koons does the same, not hybrid children, but life-size figurines of children, um, where Jeff Koons is then, you can look into him further, He what, what that art sale, the $91.1 million did, was set him on another level and gave him the uh, reputation and the credentials uh, to be 
to have this platform to then work with people like Marina Ambravovich and Hillary Clinton in the arts and embassies programs, which is uh, the shipping of live and historical art through the embassies, which is not uh, inspected uh, or barely inspected. So if you're saying that you're an artist that does life-size figurines of children and you're shipping it, uh, you know, to embassies and across the world where the people do not inspect it, or if they do, they take a glance and they see saran wrapped, you know, life-size figurines of children, they're not going to think twice because that's what the art, you know, they're told that the art is, right? So we have to start, you know, this has a huge, I'm kind of jumping all over the place because it's such a big issue, but people need to be looking into Les Wexner, Jeff Koons, the International Center for Missing Exploited Children that I mentioned earlier was also co-founded by Eve and Richard Branson. So Richard Branson is connected to Nexium Sex Cult, which is the Brothmans and and all of these people, but also what he did was he donated money to be a founder of Terramar, which is Ghislaine Maxwell. So these people are all connected, and now they're donating and having something to do with an organization called the National Center for Missing Exploited Children, or the International Center, which also is the owner and creator and, you know, gatekeeper, if you will, to the world's largest child porn database. So is this a pay-to-play system that they had going on forever? Are Is the National Center and the International Center gatekeeper you know, at the at the opening of the International Center, we have Hillary Clinton there, as well as Tony Blair's wife. This is this is a one percent versus all of us. This is the haves versus the have-nots, and our children are what they make money off of and how they control us. Okay, I'm gonna fit in two more if that's okay, and then we're gonna um, cut it and close it down. Blackbird 62 and then Amanda decode. So Blackbird 62. Thank you. Oh, hey, thank you. Thanks, Megan. Thanks for everything that you're doing to bring this to light for sure. I have a friend of mine that I've met through Telegram that how I met her is through Bonds for the Win. And Mm -hmm. what happened happened to her was, and I was researching the bond on a, the lawyer's the defense lawyers and the judges that were involved in her child custody case and found out they were not legally to sit on the bench and or practice law. So um, Sarah Stanley is her name and she, her son was taken away because she would not vaccinate. And she, her son is a product of a rape and they gave the, they took the child away from her. Um, hunted her down. She went into hiding, hunted her down, and she had to spend over 120 days in jail. Yeah. So she she finally got it out. They actually gave the child to the man that raped her. Yes, that's what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. That is so, what, that is what their system is doing. Yeah. Yes. So I did take down your email um, address, so I, I can forward that on to Sarah. Um, yes, but she has, done, she has done plenty of videos out there. She's worked directly with the gentleman that's the vaccination police. Um, uh, and she has done videos with him. Um, yeah. And again, she hasn't, she just celebrated her son's fifth birthday and haven't seen him in a year. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm please, please send, you know, please just send my prayers to her and let her know that I'm sending huge hugs to her. And I'm so grateful for everything that she's done um, and is doing. Please email me. Um, I, I truly want to connect with you all. Um, Bonds for the win has been incredible. Um, I, I know I keep expanding on, on small comments, but this is just so crucial. Um, people need to know that these judges and the people involved in this are bonded. Your sheriff, your judges, all of them are bonded. So if you can find their bonds, then you file against their bonds. Um, that's something that others can look into. But I did want to expand for a second on that so that people know that that's an option to look into. And you will find that most of these people are not bonded. If you file against their bond, then they cannot work anywhere else. They will not, they will lose their bond and they will not be able, they will not be employable. So this is a huge, huge aspect. Um, sometimes it's difficult to find their bonds and sometimes the governor can actually own all of the bonds. Um, but please, please connect with me. Um, I would love to connect with her as well and, uh, and, and work further, get to work on that. Okay. Amanda Decos, you're up. Hi, Megan. Hi. <laughs> good to hear your voice. Thanks for doing uh, this tonight. Oh, yeah. No, I've been, and I'm sorry I didn't get back earlier today. I've been nonstop. So I'm, I'm so no, pumped. This is okay. awesome. I know. Me too. We are like, we're going to re, we're going to like set, set a fire again in this movement and everywhere else. Um, you know, I, I know, say, you know, save the children, you know, the whole hashtag thing a couple of years ago was, you know, a big deal, but it mm -hmm. seems kind of like things have con gone kind of silent on that end. So, um, you know, I'd like to, you know, do my part in helping, you know, kind of raise awareness and all this stuff, especially with my ongoing case. Um, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. you know, last week I shared my testimony on this channel, um, on a live and, you know, about my son. Did you, did you listen to that? Oh. Yeah, okay. I did actually. So you, it was amazing. So you kind of know. Yeah. So yeah. for every, yeah. for everybody else that's on here, you know, just kind of a, you know, basic, basically I'm being called mentally ill and my son was taken from me. I'm just going to cut it that short, but you know, and it, is, it really this is again, the playbook people need to know. They are literally attacking parents saying that they are mentally ill because it's a very vague accusation. You know, there's not, yeah. there's, there's not stuff you have to. So this is vaccinations, mentally ill. If you're homeschooling, if you're not following the system, go ahead. It's a playbook. Oh, oh totally. And I also, I also yeah. think a big part that plays a, plays a big part is because I do have a platform too. Um, so I, I really do think that, um, you know, people, yeah. people are being tar targeted for speaking out yeah, and for finding yeah. truth. And, um, they, you know, they've I, weaponized it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. So, and, and you know what? I just <laughs> last week I sent, um, emails to the guardian ad litem to, you know, a lawyer and then to the commissioner or not to the commissioner, but um, to anybody else involved except for the commissioner, but, um, ba basically saying like, Hey, you haven't, you know, you haven't provided any evidence of me being like mentally ill, you know, and la yeah. last time I talked, you know, we're innocent until proven guilty. If you don't have yeah. evidence of it, nor did any of any of the things that I, I, I there was no abuse, no neglect, nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I see kind of like all these different stories being shared, um, you know, now that I'm paying attention to it because I'm going through it. 
Um, yeah. And then listening, listening to your podcast, I'm just like, oh my gosh, we have to raise awareness. So my question to you, Megan, is first off, can you list off the the people that you're involved with in raising awareness? I know you mentioned, was it Rescue Something? Um, yeah, that, what, yeah. Okay, so yeah, what is that called again? It's called uh, Rescue the Fosters, like foster care. So Rescue the Fosters. Cool. Uh, they also, uh, Sylvia and KK also do a show on our platform. Um, it's Insight with Gino. I'll send you the information on text, but it's, uh, on Rumble. It's Insight, I-N-S-I-T-E is our channel, our platform. I'll be starting my podcast again. I've had to take a break because of everything going on. Um, but on Thursday nights, uh, I believe it's 7, 7 or 8 p.m., Rescue the Fosters uh, does do a weekly uh, podcast for people, and they have amazing guests on. They have whistleblowers. They have people like you. You know, they've, they've just, they're really doing a great job. But Sylvia Beachy, um, is, you know, the primary there. She's actually, okay. uh, my advocate for my case. She's an amazing, amazing woman. So rescue the fosters is a great place to, uh, to use for resources and to go to. That's amazing. And then if you wouldn't mind just, um, so, okay. So I'm, I'm hoping that we, you know, a lot of people from my channel are on here. They're um, aware of what's going on. So mm -hmm. if we can, if we can kind of you know, get people looking into these, into these, um, you know, into the podcasts and kind of raising yeah. awareness. I mean, and then, you know, is, is there anything else that we can do? Is there some sort of, um, you know, um, and some people, some people just, you know, they, they don't have the time, you know, um, to really spend, you know, um, in this fight, you know, they're already just barely hanging on. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I know some people are willing to, um, you know, help, uh, financially, is there, um, you know, a, like a donation link for Rescue the Fosters or for um, your specific, um, you know, uh, the podcast that you do? Do you do you guys do anything like that? Yeah, thank you, uh, Amanda. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for asking that. Um, Rescue the Fosters, they do have a way to donate. Um, I do know that all of the donations that they're taking in, that you can find that on their Twitter um, account, and I can get that to you. I'm sorry, I don't have that offhand, how she's handling taking in donations right now. Um, but they are a nonprofit, and they are taking donations. Um, the majority are going to um, my effort for towards my case and towards the work that I'm doing with them um, because this is such a precedent setting situation that I'm in. You know, we are, this is John Walsh is literally oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he's literally Jesse Smollettin America behind closed doors. You know, he's passing, he's getting precedent set that they can take children based on any subjective issue that they find. And America doesn't even know that this is happening right now. So, oh. um so I thank you for that. They do have a way to donate. I'm sorry that I don't know it offhand right okay. now. You, you go if, to their no, Twitter, but I do... Yeah, I will send it to you, and I thank you. I also have, uh, towards towards the work that I'm doing, and you know, towards my legal uh, case and fees and and reestablishing my life, all that yumminess that we have to deal with in this in these crises with CPS. But I do have a PayPal. 
um, for those that would like to contribute and support this effort. Um, again, I, I'm not just fighting for my children. I'm fighting for all of our children. But that is at, at PayPal. Uh, so on PayPal, I have family, farm, and spelled out A-N-D, faith, F-A-I-T-H. So family, farm, and faith at gmail.com is where uh, those that, you know, feel that they can or move to can, can donate and contribute there. And every little bit counts. Um, you know, this is, I could not be in this fight without the support of the American people. Um, and, you know, I feel really blessed for that. Actually, I feel like this is truly a grassroots effort, um, you know, by default, but also by God. So thank you so much, Amanda. I love you, honey. You're doing a great job. Thank you, Megan. And I'll go back to Mike. And it was great talking to you too, Megan. And thank you. Oh, love you, Kelly. Thank you so much. And Mike, you're always such a solid guy, man. Keep up the good work. And, you know, thank you for everyone that took the time to listen tonight and, you know, really has a heart for this issue. Um, You know, we are here. We're here to help. And, you know, for any question, like the teachers say there's no or old. The teachers used to say there's, you know, no, there's no stupid questions or wrong questions. So please just start getting involved. Even if you don't know where to start, just start researching. If you have time for that, it's a quick Google search. Get involved in your community if you have more time and and or just donate and, and talk about it. Again, don't we don't have to be aggressive about this anymore. This is about grace and truth. This is a beautiful place to be where we can just stand and go, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. And we don't consent to this anymore. And this is our money and, and you're hired to be protecting us. So you have a duty to talk to us. You have a duty to respond. And people that are going through this, we hear daily and, and even on this call so many many testimonies and once you start reaching out you will see how no one we the the inspector general the the ag the ig you know everybody all the all the abbreviations that are supposed to be handling these situations are passing the buck and um, we really need to stand up for that for our children so i just want to thank you guys again and and everybody here please please get involved um and god bless Absolutely. And thank you. It's an honor. It's always an honor to have you on. And Megan, if you can just uh, send me over those links, I'll make sure Mm -hmm. that I put those on the walls daily. Um, And I'd love to have you back again. and, And thanks for everything that you do, Megan. Oh, I'm here for you guys anytime. We got this. We just need everyone to get involved. It's, you know, if if we've if we're given any purpose to fight for in this life, I'm I'm honored to be here in this one. So I'm actually speechless. So thank you guys for joining in it. And you know, it's only growing by the second. So thank you. Absolutely. You have a good night, Megan. You too. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Mike. Oh, thank you, honey. God bless you. You are a badass.